God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go race. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch, and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got flagmen out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Yeah, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfectly. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like people I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. It's episode 108 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Heavy lunch, D. Welch with you on t- Thursday, April 20th. Uh, just 420. After- <laughs> 420, right. Uh, just after uh, two Castrol events. I just attended one at Eldora and one at Brownstown. I'm in Indianapolis. Um, and we're going to talk to Zeb Wise today, who is an Indianapolis uh, native. And he's also the all-star point leader, D. Welch, until May 4th. Two second-place finishes at Attica. One was a heartbreaker the first night. Craig Mintz got him on the last lap. And then uh, Brent Marks went from, like, 20th uh, to first, I believe, on Saturday to pass Zeb and win late. Um, to a strong start for the 26 who kind of struggled in Florida a little bit, but they're leading the all-star points and they're going to lead it until uh, May 4th, which is uh, nice to be able to say that for a while. Yeah. And Zeb's always really good at Attica. Obviously that's, you know, I think one that they have circled on their, on their schedule every year. Um, and, and as he'll talk about, you know, in our interview, a, a good stretch coming up for him here. Um, he's won before at Kokomo with, the, you know, with uh, the all-stars and, and it's a high limit race coming up. And then, um, goes to Atomic and, and Eldora too um, at the end of next weekend or in a couple weeks from now, I guess. So um, good, uh, good stretch for the 26. And, and yeah, they're, uh, they're just going to try to keep it rolling. They've, they've kind of righted the ship here once we got going in the Midwest and um, see how they can do now that uh, we're going to get some more races under our belt, hopefully. Sun dollar restoration hat shakes of the week. We got a lot of them. We've missed a couple of weeks here. Uh, so let's get into it. We talked about the high limit event at lakeside geo selzy with a huge one winning fifty thousand dollars um and that was i think his biggest paying win of his career um which is cool um obviously geo's been running with the outlaws full time this year but uh pretty big victory i know rico had a blown tire led most of the race um was really really fast gonna be a contender all year long but uh big win for geo yeah, absolutely. And a, and a great, uh, great opening night for the high limit series. I thought, you know, with, um, some cool, you know, cool ideas that we finally got to see implemented, you know, with the choose cone and, um, the dice roll, which, which ultimately, um, nobody did and, and you can't blame them going for 50 grand, but, um, excited to see how, how all of that kind of plays out too, for the, the remaining 10 races. And obviously the high limit series has got a, a busy stretch coming up here too, with, um, you know, three races basically in the next, uh, four or five weeks. So, um, I was going to give a hat shake to Austin McCarl, um, for his performance at Lakeside overall quick time by a lot, um, won the heat race and, and then, uh, was, or uh, I can't remember if he won his heat race or not, but overall quick time and, and was really strong. And then almost won, you know, was, was sliding geo, um, 
for the lead, you know, with, with like five to go. And then I guess ran out of fuel at the end. So, um, but was really impressed. And, and, you know, obviously we, you know, he's Knoxville champion. So, um, you know, knows, knows what he's doing, but was a, I thought was a really good run against some obviously really stout competition. So I'll give one to him. USAC sprint cars, CJ Leary won at Bloomington, Justin Grant won at Hobstadt. Uh, we mentioned Brett Marks already won. Justin Cox uh, won the Dennis Roth, Dennis Roth Classic at uh, Tulare Thunderbolt. I think that my hat shake might go to him. That was a pretty big win. I watched that NARC race. Um, again, that's one of the bigger California races of the year already happening already, the Dennis Roth Classic. Um, Justin Cox, believe he might get my Sun Dollar hat shake of the week. Uh, big Cat, he won at I-55. And that looks like some uh, most of the winners that I can see. Um, of course, I mentioned the late models. Uh, well, actually, Larson won in a modified. Yeah, he's, that we should we should probably mention that he's seven for seven. Yeah, uh, that's amazing at Eldora. So, NASCAR Chuck late model, um, midget sprint car, wing sprint car, yeah. midget wing sprint car, silver crown car, and now modified. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, which I think I've been to all of them. Which is have you? Well, three of them happened in one night. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and I was there. I still, I still kick myself every time I hear about that race that I wasn't there. I almost went and decided not to, and never turned down Eldora. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, then the late model race happened at last year's Castrol, uh, and then the truck race we obviously did for him. Well, you were there for MRN, right? Uh, I don't think I was there the year he won. Um, and then, well, the sprint car was there for the Kings Royal when he won that yeah. so um yeah just it's amazing how much of a history he's made it out of door already and he's super young yeah he's still, he's still super young so you know obviously one of the greatest in outdoor history already winning in seven classes but all right let's talk to zeb we're running out of time here on our zoom um those are our sun dollar restoration hat shakes of the week visit them at sundollar.net they're based in carmel indiana great friends of ours they support racing so uh we support them and they are great friends to the podcast um let's talk to zebby he is next. This is episode 108 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow. What has to be without a doubt, the most proudly anticipated dirt racing event in the history of motorsports. 8500, Daytona 500, Eldora Million. Your next millionaire is Jonathan Davenport. But this night, something special happened. that ever so often we have to give it a real boost. We've continued to, to carry Earl's vision and, and his uh, history of creating big events. I mean, we've, we've got some stuff up our sleeve that uh, I don't think will shock anybody when we announce it. We're back on the Loud Pedal Podcast. As promised, Zebby is on the show today. He is the point leader until, what is it, May 4th when the All-Star races again? All-Star uh, Series races again. I guess you get to keep the point lead until uh, Star Wars Day, Z uh, Zebby. But uh, you're pretty good at Atomic, right? Uh, it hasn't been my best place, let's just say that. Definitely not as good as Attica. Um, yeah, I, I never in my life thought that I would lead any point series i 
hadn't led anything. I don't think even in my USAC midget days, I don't think I ever led the points. I may have been second or third, but I never, definitely never led. Um, it is kind of weird to look at like the points run down and see my name at the top. Um, yeah, it's just weird. I, I knew, I didn't even think about the points. Honestly, I was rolling to well, second place again, um, the second night at Attica and on the front stretch. And I heard Blake say, we can officially say Zepp Wise is the points leader. And I was like, Hmm, I didn't even think about that. That's pretty cool. What did you think of your weekend? I mean, I know, you know, you, the Friday night race, I'm sure was a, was a kind of kick in the gut, but, um, you know, good start to the year, right? I mean, two seconds is better than, you know, something worse, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously you're always going to be a little bit frustrated with two seconds just because it was really frustrating for me because I led both races. Um, obviously Friday night I led until the finish line, it seemed like. And then, um, the second night was more frustrating to me. Uh, getting beat at the line I feel like Craig was better than us like I I the way he was able to roll through one and two right through the middle and be better than me on the bottom um was really impressive and I knew especially after watching the race um that that was there wasn't a whole lot I could have done even the last lap I probably could have went to the top in three and four um and maybe had a chance but he was really good um but Saturday night was really frustrating because I feel like I just gave that one up. I feel like if I could have made, um, I don't think Brent, I mean, yes, he came from 20th to win, but I don't think he was that much better than we were. And I feel like we, that one would have been a little easier to win than the one with Craig. Um, if I would have just idled the bottom, I guess, idled the infield tires and got my lap cars instead of trying to pass them on the top, we would have probably won that. So yes, it's frustrating, but, I mean, after Florida, I I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Just we really struggled in Florida. And then uh, we had some internal personnel changes, um, moved some guys around, and um, we went to the Grove our first night out and won. Uh, and ever since then, well, take out Lakeside. Lakeside was, Lakeside was rough, but I, we kind of got put in a bad spot there. Um but let's just say the four races that we've ran since Florida take out Lakeside, we've been on the podium in every one. So I'm pretty happy with how, how things are going. Yeah. I mean, Attica is your best racetrack. There's no question about that. Uh, so to finish well, there is not a surprise, but Williams Grove, I mean, you've really struggled there. Let to be, to be frankly, uh, just how big was that win for you? Even though it was a local show. Uh, I mean, that had to make you feel really confident about going to some of these big tracks throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, local show or not in PA, it's hard. Um, you know, we still still got by Freddie, still got by Macri. Um, so it wasn't wasn't like there was no one there, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, that place has just been an ass kicker for me since day one. It's, you know, when someone thinks of the Grove, it's kind of intimidating, long straightaways, really fast. Uh, it just doesn't seem like a place that, an outsider can come in and win very easily just because it's very unique and uh, obviously very historic. And if you don't have laps there, it makes it very difficult to be fast there. And I feel like that's one place that I've tried really, really hard to get better at just because it, 
uh, it pisses me off every time I go there because it just, it beats me. Um, sometimes even before I get on the track, just because mentally it just is exhausting. Um, you can go there and it, it reminds me a lot of Knoxville and the uniqueness of it. Um, you can go there and, uh, heck, even one time I went quick time and went to the heat race and got in a crash and then I got myself buried in the B and, um, that's just how it can go. I mean, I was quick time early in the night and I think we ran like 17th, <laughs> you know, it just, sometimes it's just one track can really beat you up and to go there and win against Macri and Freddie and, you know, Danny and Lance had their issues, but they were still there, um, was really rewarding for our team, especially after a really shitty Florida trip. Um, we struggled so much down there and just seemed like nothing was going our way and to come back and go to the Grove and win, uh, it was, it was really special. You guys have, have throughout the last, I don't even know how long it's been, you know, a few months or so, but, um, the Redeem team has kind of made some changes just as far as like, who's even working on your car and, and just kind of some of those, you know, uh, some of those crew changes. Do you feel like, I mean, I think the results probably would indicate maybe that those changes were, were the correct changes. Do you feel like you guys are all working together really well right now? And, and it's, it's kind of where you, you know, where you need to be as far as, you know, who's in what position on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the most stable and secure our team has been since I got here. Um, when I got here, obviously, you know, with Corey, things were a little up and down. And um, I think everyone was just kind of in a, not a guessing game, but kind of just curious to see what would change when I came on board. Um, so when I did and, um, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, we started off okay. And then, you know, I don't, I don't think a whole lot changed when I came on board. Um, and you know, I had a lot of, we had, uh, a few different crew chief changes in the short amount of time that I was here. Um, and then most recently we kind of were like, okay, we need to square one. Like after Florida, basically it was just like, we need to get back to square one, get our core group of guys and just go race. And a lot of people from, you know, the outside world don't get to see or hear exactly what's going on in inside a team. And for us, it's been a lot of, a lot of changes. Um, and most recently we've changed and I, this is it, like we need to figure it out. And, uh, and I think it's, I think it's going really well, obviously, you know, we, we've done really well in the past couple of weeks. Now, granted, uh, there's kind of that honeymoon stage where you're like, okay, let's, let's go kick ass and let's, we're all together. Let's go win, um, or go do good. So, you know, I'm, let's, let's get halfway through the year and talk about it. But right now I'm very happy with how everything's going. Um, me, Tyler, Derek, Brandon, everyone works really, really well together. Um, everyone, no one has any, you know, bad feelings. Everyone talks at the racetrack. We all get along. We all, you know, off days, we want to go golf together. So, um, yes, as far as team uh, stability, this is the best it's been uh, by a lot with with me here. I'm muted. Sorry. Um, there's been a new tire. Um, how much has that changed the game? Like, like, do you think that's helped you guys? Like, because you have been fast since the new tire. Um, and how much different is it behind the wheel? I don't think I'm smart enough to know the difference. Um, we, I don't think I've been racing sprint cars long enough to really, I mean, you know, 
your Donnies, your Brad Sweets, your Growls, they've went through, or at least I think they went through a couple tire changes. Um, where me, I've this is the first one, and I've only been, you know, before this tire, I've only run sprint cars for three years. This is my fourth year on sprint cars. And to be honest with you, I'm learning myself just as much as tires and, you know, stuff like that. So I don't, the only thing I can say that's a whole lot different is I feel like the car lays left a little more. And I talked to the Hoosier guy about that at Attica and he said that that's how it should feel. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, that's been very common over the interviews I listened to um, before I got on the tire was that everyone said that their car lays left a little more right rear kind of feels out of the track, um, which I feel like is right up my alley. Cause I like to feel more left rear down than anything. So um, I do feel like that may have helped a little bit. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily like leveled the playing field because you know, the, the fast guys are still fast. So um, yeah, I mean, maybe it's helped a little bit. I'm not smart enough to know, but uh, yeah, it doesn't feel much different to me. We, uh, you also ran the high limit race at Lakeside. Um, I guess it was like a week and a half ago now. Um, I know the the night kind of started off rough for you guys, just you know having to run the non qualifiers race and that kind of thing. But um, what do you think of you know some of the things that the high limit guys did, like the choose cone and and um, and that kind of stuff, even just from just observing it um you know kind of being there and, and seeing how it all played out yeah i thought it was i thought it was cool I, the choose cone thing i love um i think that should be in every series and i don't think personally i don't think it should just be in the feature i think you should do it all night long i think it should be in heat race uh uh in the dash and whatever whatever you have double file restarts i think it should be in um and that's just because I think it opens doors. I think you put everything in the driver's hands at that point. And I love that. I, you know, I'd, I'd much rather roll back to the pit area and tell my guys I screwed up than you know, tell them, well, you know, I feel like we could have done this if we started on the top or something like that. You know, I would much rather tell them that, you know, I screwed up. I picked the wrong lane. And I think that would create such, number one, I think it would be cooler for the fans. Um, number two, I think it, it's just, I think it's awesome. Something different, something we we have never seen before in dirt racing, um, as far as I know. But yeah, I I loved it. The high limit race I thought went well, not for me, um, but but for other people it went well. Obviously, Shane and and Justin did a really good job promoting that event. Um, I saw it all over social media before the race, so that was really cool to see. You know, those guys put put in the hard work to promote their race and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I thought it thought it went well it was almost like a world uh the world of sprint car racing coming together right like you had guys from the outlaws the all-stars obviously full-time the high rollers all coming together uh iowa-based cars out knoxville <clears throat> coming to race that race it was really uh really cool deal i know that um you guys haven't committed to the series full-time but you did say you were going out to 34 raceway and and you guys were going to race knoxville before it canceled i know for a fact you guys will be at kokomo right <laughs> like i mean you won a 26 grand to win race there uh, a few years ago with the all-stars. Um, and there's no reason you guys don't want to go down and take 23 grand uh, from them at Kokomo. Um, how cool is that stretch going to be? You know, you race 34, you're going to go out there, then you're going to come back, race Kokomo. And then you'll get to Eldora, which I know how much you guys are investing in Eldora this year, uh, just for the million. Like there's some important races coming up here to kind of get tuned, ready, ready for the year. 
Yeah, uh, I'm really excited for 34 and Kokomo. Both the obviously Kokomo has been pretty good to me in the past, but um, 34 has always been a place I liked. I think the track shape is cool; it puts on good racing. Um, but yeah, then to go to Kokomo, um, obviously I'm pumped for that. It's kind of a home race for me. We don't ever get to race in Indiana, it seems like. So uh, to go to Kokomo is really cool, a place that I love and ha have had success at in the past. So. Yeah, I'm excited for that. And then Eldora is kind of like a grove to me. It's not been nice to me at all, especially in a sprint car. Midget, I was actually pretty fast there, but um, sprint car is a whole different animal at that place and just always struggled there. Um, even I've only been good there like one time, and that was in the 10 car at the All-Star Show, the four-pound deal. What was that? Last year, uh, we went like 20th to fifth i think um and it was like old odor like very very slick right on the wall honestly i wasn't even running the cushion i was like a lane off of it i felt like lance deweese um but yeah i um i'm excited obviously the million is going to be awesome i'm excited for that obviously i think everyone's excited for that um just eldor is just different um the atmosphere there is just crazy they the people are really cool there um the shows are always exciting it seems like even if it's not like the big show like you know even if it's not the king's Royal or whatever it's still big it seems still seems like a a big show and it's just a lot of fun i love eldor i know you mentioned you're still early in your sprint car career but um as as you do kind of you know get to come back to some of these racetracks you know more you know consistently year after year and and you know now with a couple of years experience under your belt um how do you how do you approach some of these like bigger races like do you feel do you feel more comfortable do you feel more confident like you know having you know maybe a stronger start to the year this year than you've had in years past or, or where are you at kind of in your own um i guess your own kind of development as a, as a sprint car driver when we go to some of these races yeah i mean i'm not i'll be the first to say when we go to you know king's royal knoxville um i'm not I'm like super confident. Um, and I, I try to be, but I feel like there's only so much you can do when you, when you never really had success at any of these races. So, um, obviously the more success we have outside of those places is going to help at those places because, you know, then you, you know, I beat these guys before I can beat them here too. Um, and I've, you know, that's going to help, but you know, until you get laps and, you know, just race with those guys more, you're, it's going to be tough to, you know, just go out and beat them. Um, so really I just like an Eldor, an Eldora or even a Knoxville, uh, it's really tough for me just because you don't ever really get laps at those places unless you're like racing the outlaws. So, um, when you go there and you, you're, you're like, well, this is kind of a practice race for me, except I'm running like, you know, eighth and a B main. It's kind of hard to, you know, it'll kick you in the dirt really fast. Um, and so that makes it difficult. But, yeah, just the more you get get laps with those guys and race with them and uh, heat races are always something I try to take advantage of the most because, you know, it's that's usually, honestly, that's usually the furthest I start up in anything. So, um, if you start, you know, fifth or sixth in the heat race, you try to take advantage of the laps you get with, you know, your, your Brad sweets, your David gravels, your Donnie's, you know, you know, those guys, whether you're following them or you're racing with them or whatever. Um, 
And then, you know, obviously your whole night is dictated in two laps, pretty much. Um, you know, your two laps of qualifying at those places are that make that'll make or break it. So uh, just try to watch a video and anything I can um, to try to help me with those two laps. So did that add some value to Lakeside to you? Just, you know, again, I know you I know you weren't, you know, racing necessarily with those guys all night, but just being on the same properties and being able to watch them kind of with your own two eyes. Cause you don't get to do that obviously very often. Was that, was there some value in that to you? Yeah. Uh, one guy I watch a lot and obviously, uh, is Kyle and, but I watch him like I, I, when I, when he's in a race, I don't take my eyes off of Kyle and that's just to watch him the way he, his decision-making. And, um, even if he's running, I I watched the feature and obviously I could only see so much, but I watched Kyle the entire time pretty much. And that's just to see the way he decides where to go and his decision making in certain places. And because um, I, you know, in sprint car racing, well, I should say wing sprint car racing, um, one wrong decision can cost you multiple positions. And I just want to see, like, Kyle, it seems like, never, ever loses positions. He's always moving forward. Um, and you can't tell me that's all race car. That's decision-making. So just watching him, you can learn so much just by watching the 57 go around the racetrack and and maneuver through race cars. And that's, that's one thing I try to do. Um, and if it's not him, it's typically Brad that I try to watch, Brad or David. And that's just because those two are the same way. They never, if they do go backwards, they gain it right back. Like they don't ever fall backwards. And that's, it's fun to watch. It's, they make it look super easy, but I can promise you it's, uh, it's a lot harder than it looks. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, you guys will get an extra race at Eldora this year, June 16th. Um, Ohio Sprint Week's going there. So that's, that's good. You get another chance to um, race some of those high guys. And uh, of course the all-star uh, series, when you guys look at uh, a year as a whole, right? Like you come into the year, um, obviously Courtney's coming back to the all-stars. There's so many good all-star teams, right? Like Parker's team is fast, you know, Hunter's team. Uh, you even, you add like the ceilings, JJ Hickle, you know, Wyndham's with uh, the lanes, like some really good cars. What are your realistic expectations? What are your guys' goals? Like, do you guys set a win count goal? Do you guys, you know, say you want to knock off a house sprint week? Like what, what, what are your guys' uh, goals when you come into a year? Um, to be honest with you, we, we haven't really set any goals. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad or what, but, uh, I can tell you, I've set some personal goals. Um, I think there's no reason we can't finish in the top three in points, uh, if not top two, um, obviously sunshine's the one to beat. Uh, he's proved that last couple of years. Um, but I don't think there's any reason we can't finish up there with him. And then as far as wins go, um, I don't really have a set amount of wins just because I don't, I don't like setting a certain amount of wins just because I don't want to go out there and, you know, <laughs> like Attica. Um, I feel like those are two. I mean, we were all over wins. Uh, we didn't win, but we were all over them. And I don't, you know, I, I feel like when you set, like if I, if I would have rolled in Attica and set myself or set up my goals for two wins at Attica and I would have finished second for both of them, I would have been like, well, that was a fail, but really, um, pretty solid weekend that when you really look at the grand scheme of things, um, especially after, you know, what we've been through in the last couple months. Um, so I, I don't really have any goals as far as wins go. I just want to have a good, solid, successful year. I don't, 
I don't look at it as in we have to get five wins to be successful or I just, I just want to be, I tell, you know, my, my family and my girlfriend Faith all the time that I just want to be in the hunt. I want to have a chance at, you know, obviously you want to have a chance at every race, but I want to, I want to just be in contention. Um, it seems like it's been a while since I was contending for wins consistently. I wouldn't, I mean, in the 10 car, I feel like we were pretty consistent and, you know, at, at the Ohio tracks and places like that, we were always up front battling for wins. So um, I want to get back to that point. And in the last couple of weeks, we've been to that point, you know, even at places we aren't good at, like the Grove and four, we were, we were up front battling with, you know, fast guys. So um, I want to get back to that point. And I feel like we're, we're on the right track. All right. Before we let you go, I see your golf clubs behind you. Uh, how bad would I beat your ass on the golf course? uh what's your what's your handicap what's your handicap well well let's let's get something straight i am not a good golfer so by no means would i say that i would beat anyone's ass on the golf course i am the one getting their ass beat um so i i just go to have fun Uh, i want to get better but i i would say i you know the whole handicap thing i'm not i'm not even good enough to know what that means i would say i shoot um on a let's just say on a good day, hopefully around ninety. Man, that's way better than I shoot, and I'm. Yeah. I mean, I'm you're, horrible. You take breaking a hundred every single time I'm out there. Well, I I I I just started. Uh, what would that be? Like end of 2021, probably, or end of 20. Yeah, end of 2021 is when I started. Um, and I would say I've gotten. A lot better since then obviously i was not very good when i first started it was almost embarrassing to go to the golf course but uh now i'm i'm to the point where i get to golf at glenn darren hills golf club um i'm a member there uh glenn glenn kelly who owns it is a massive race fan he was on our car on the 10 car it said glenn darren hills golf club on the car um and he just he loves it so i get to go out there and play a lot which helps helps me i get to go out to the driver range and just whack balls um and they usually never go where i intend but yeah i i try to play golf they just it doesn't i lose more than i uh than i than i can keep in my bag that's for sure i broke my driver the other day when i was playing so that tells you how good i am you right broke off, how, right, off, right, off the, no, right off the tee box just freaking hit one and the <laughs> head of the driver fell off so is that course in angola uh yeah tyler i'm telling you right now it's probably it, it is the nicest course i've ever played uh i've had it's no Sunset Hills, T Bone. No, it's no, it's no Sunset Hills. I want to come play that. I got to start bringing my golf, my golf clubs, like when we go on the road and stuff. Because like, but uh, Dylan, he he gets to the uh, he gets to the after the front nine. He's like, dang, I shot a seventy two. Now we got to go play the back. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> about right. Yes, I am. I am a lot better, Tyler, than the last time you and I played. But I'm still not very good. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to swing through and uh, play with you at that course. It sounds like a, a good time. Now, uh, all right, so good luck. What do you got? 34 Raceway coming up uh, with the High Limit Series. And then uh, here in a couple weeks, um, like we talked about that Kokomo race, which Dylan is at 5 3. The second. Second, 5 2. Yep. Right. 5 2 for High Limit. Uh, Zeb will be at that at Kokomo. Then he's going to go to Atomic 5 4, um, which is the next All Star race. And then five, 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 six at Eldora uh, with with the with the Outlaws. Really good string of races. Um, if anybody's in the area, should probably just you know from Indiana to Ohio, we should probably go to those races. It'd be a good time. Zeb, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I always enjoy it.